Well, as we continue our study, looking at the Passion Week of Christ, we come to Good Friday. Really begins Thursday night after the Passover meal. Judas is left to betray Jesus, and they go to the Garden of Gethsemane, and it is there where Jesus prays to the Father, asking that the cup would be taken from him, but yet he submitted to the will of the Father. And it was there in the Garden of Gethsemane that Judas came and revealed Jesus to the soldiers. He was taken away. And throughout the night from probably midnight to 6 a.m., he was being held in different trials, uh, totally un, um, unlawful trials, ones that uh, had no standing because they had false accusations, um, paid off witnesses. And yet this was all part of the people's plan, specifically the Sanhedrin's plan to get rid of Jesus. He is finally given to Pilate. Pilate hands him over to the crowd and he is crucified. He hangs on the cross for those hours with the two thieves and he gives up his spirit and he says, it is finished. And I think I just want us to, to think about what is finished. What was it that Christ was doing? What what was he here on earth for? What was his work? It's interesting, just a few hours previously, Christ was praying. He was praying for his people. And we call it his high priestly prayer. And as he was praying that high priestly prayer, it's a it's a reminder of the role of the priest. A prophet speaks from God to man, but a priest speaks from man to God. The priests had been instituted by God to be the ones who performed the sacrifices. They interceded on behalf of the people uh, when the, the, the Day of Atonement took place. They would offer the sacrifice for themselves and then for the people. Christ would be our high priest. We see really throughout the book of Hebrews, and it's become one of my favorite books over the last months, to consider the, the beauty of Christ because really the whole book is about how Christ is better. Christ is better than the Old Testament sacrifices. Christ is better than Moses. Christ is better than Abraham. Christ is better than the physical priests of Israel. There in Hebrews chapter 9, we see that it talks about how the high priest would enter. It says, by his blood, but it, in contrast, it speaks of Christ saying, but Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more ta perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, not with the blood of bulls and goats, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place, and he having obtained an eternal redemption. Really, that's what Christ was completing there on the cross. When he said it was finished, it was the working of his um, atonement, his payment for sin. What an amazing reminder that is. Throughout all of the Old Testament, we read of the law 
that for every sin, there must be a sacrifice, a sacrifice to pay for that. And Christ had come. And in that prayer there in Gethsemane, when he said, take this cup from me, it was not the cup of his death, specifically just the dying process. It was the cup of wrath that he would take. The wrath that was due, that he would drink and drink it fully. There's a wonderful children's book written by R.C. Sproul called The Prince's Poison Cup. And I, I highly recommend it. Even though it's a children's book, it's wonderful for everybody because it helps us to consider that prince, who is the picture of Christ, drink all of the wrath of the Father. For those who would receive his gift of salvation, we see again in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11, that it says, Every priest stands ministering daily, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins, meaning it, that they're pictures pointing ahead to something. But this man, speaking of Christ, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. What a, what a wonderful blessing it is to remember that Christ's death was once. Even when we take the Lord's Supper, we're not re-sacrificing Christ. Some have misunderstood this and have made it a works-based thing where Christ every time is, is killed over and over. But what we do when we take the Lord's Supper is we remember. We remember his death. We remember that it was sufficient. And we're reminding ourselves that it is finished. What a wonderful reminder the writer of Hebrews also gives us that it says that he continues forever, Hebrews 7.24, as a priest. And not just there doing nothing, but he constantly makes intercession. Just as the priests of old intercessed between man and God, so Christ continues to do that for his children. When Christ said it was finished, we see the miracle things that took place, the, the ripping of the veil in the temple, the tombs being opened up. And that veil is a reminder that that separation between man and God had been opened up, that there was no longer that blockade, but we can boldly enter the throne of grace, as Hebrews 4, 16 says. And so, this Good Friday, in the death of Christ, we remember that he is our only hope. We come as sinful people, unable to save ourselves, but God in his infinite mercy has made a way of salvation, have provided the, the atonement, the payment for our sin. When we are guilty and worthy of that, that consequence, it is paid for. Some have pointed out that Barabbas, that Good Friday, was an amazing picture of atonement. Here, a guilty man was let go free because of Christ taking his place. That is what happens when God saves us. When we repent and believe that Christ's death is sufficient, our sin guilt is taken from ourselves and it is placed upon that spotless lamb, that faithful high priest, the Christ, 
who is Jesus. That's not the only thing that happens. Then we receive his perfect righteousness, his perfect obedience. All the perfection that we can never attain, we receive as a gift. And we're called to respond. We're called to respond in repentance and faith, recognizing before a holy God, we are sinful. And that he has provided the way that we no longer put trust in ourselves and our own good works, but we put our trust in the good work of Christ, who said it is finished, and he continues to declare it is finished through his perfect work. Today, I pray that it's a good Friday, that it is a sobering thing to remember the, the seriousness and the consequences of sin that brings death, but that it would be a time of hope and looking forward to the powerful resurrection in Christ, that our hope would be in him. I trust you have a wonderful Good Friday today.